All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to a new episode of Primal Athletics Radio. And today's a, a special one for us. We have a guest on the podcast today, a longtime member, Brendan Jalpert. So we just want to say thank you for uh, coming on today and spending your time with us. And in particular, talking about a topic that I think a lot of people can relate to in certain ways, specifically those of us who have been involved in uh, health and wellness. Maybe even if we're not, I'm sure we have dealt with this topic in a lot of ways throughout our life, and that is body image. And specifically in today's climate, how body image maybe affects you know, our, our views on things, how it affects our views on ourselves, our self-worth, maybe how it has changed over the, the years, um, how things like diet and exercise can, can either help or hinder our body image. And, and just kind of pulling the thread on what that all means, maybe digging into um, a little bit of the psychology behind things like that, um, and, and also getting Brendan's outlook and story. Um, so kind of the whole premise was we wanted to find members who are open to talking about the subject with us and just get some varying perspectives that weren't just the, the three of us, you know, your typical uh, Eric, Zach, and myself. So that's why Brendan's here to share his wisdom as well. So I'm going to start it off, I guess, just with the most basic question, like what is body image to you? What do you kind of, what would you define it as? I'm going to pitch it to Brendan first and maybe we can go around the table here. Yeah. Thanks, Tyler. Um, you know, when I think about body image, I'm, you know, I, I think about uh, what, what we perceive in ourselves, right? The, the flaws that we see in ourselves or, you know, the things that we get excited about, right? How do I look to myself? How do I look to others? How do I look in a mirror? And uh, it's, it's really, it's unfortunate because I think a lot of us want to be more impressed with the things that we can do. And yet sometimes we seem to get really saddled by the, the way that we think that we look. And so body image, I, I think, I believe has the opportunity to be um, a really powerful force for, for negativity. Um, even when we focus so much on how, how, uh, how hard we work or how we, how we might really look. I, I would agree that with that in many ways. And Eric and Zach, is there anything on that you guys could speak upon? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that I liked about CrossFit is that it was more focused on health and performance rather than how you look. Because, I mean, for a lot of people, it's you, you might not even remember a time when fitness was bodybuilding. Like when you think of fitness and going to the gym, like all it was was bodybuilding. And, um, and CrossFit was really like a breath of fresh air for me, where it was more about health and performance rather than how you look. It's not like people just suddenly stop caring about how they look, right? So it's so on in a lot of ways, it's nice to have this kind of focus on, you know, how much you can squat, how fast you can run. And then the side effect is that you, you know, you start looking better. But you know, the the fact of the matter is a lot of people come into the gym. Uh, and their number one goal, whether it's right or wrong, is is they want to they want to look better and feel better in their skin. So I think CrossFit does a good way, a good job of of not just focusing on how you look. It also works where it does help you look better. I think when when Brendan was going through some of the things that came up right off the bat with him, one of the ones that struck a chord with me is how you are viewed by other people or how you think you are viewed by other people. And with me, body image is a lot about that. Like my physical body is a projection of 
all the choices I've made, or at least that's kind of like what I think, you know, that's like the, the idea behind it. And that can be a, for some people, a good thing. And for some people a really unhealthy thing. And it kind of depends how you're able to, to balance that. But just from a, you know, a baseline, like, what do I think of as body image? That's kind of like the one the big one that comes to me is like, how am I projecting myself to other people? You know, it's interesting you say that Tyler, cause I almost have the exact opposite um, thoughts when it comes to body image. Like I, I have almost no concern about what other people might think of me. Um, you know, if somebody were to see me with my shirt off, it wouldn't bother me. But if, if I see myself with my shirt off, I immediately focus on the areas of my body that I wish looked different, or, you know, I can't seem to lose that last, you know, five pounds of fat around my waist. Like those are the things that enter my brain that, that actually don't enter my head when I think about other people's views of me. So it's interesting that we have kind of that opposite approach. Yeah. I mean, that's in one way, beautiful thing about perspective. And that's why we wanted to have people like you on, because there's so many, it means different things to different people, but it is, I think in a lot of ways, regardless of how it manifests, this body image issue is an issue for a lot of people and, and has kind of gotten out of hand specifically with, you know, our, our media culture these days. And it's, and it's getting seemingly harder and harder to feel comfortable with yourself, you know, and how you look and how you feel. Yeah. You know, and I like what you said, Eric, about, you know, that's around performance and what you can do. And, you know, one of the things I try to remind myself a lot of, right, is, is, you know, success isn't measured by a number on a scale, or it isn't measured by the size of your clothes or what you look like in a mirror, but it's more about what you can do. The challenging part of that is that, you know, we're always going to find things that we don't like about ourselves. And there's no finish line when it comes to having like the perfect body or, or being happy with what you look like sometimes. For a lot of people, I think it's a real struggle to say, yeah, I'm really happy with the way that I look or, or I can even accept the way that I look. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point to bring up is no matter who you are, no matter how, what you look like, there's always going to be something that you want to improve upon. And, uh, and I mean, that comes, that's, that's kind of like a archetype across a lot of different things, whether that's your CrossFit performance, like, you know, you could walk into the gym and think like, all right, I'm, I'm crushing it today. And then the next day, you know, you get absolutely obliterated and you feel bad about yourself, you know? So it's, there's always those, those things that you wish were better. And so that's, I, I think that's just a struggle across the board that, that we all kind of have to work with is, is being happy where, where we're at, but also wanting to improve. And it's kind of like a fine line of um, not letting, not getting complacent, but also not getting, not beating yourself up and getting really down about where you're at, you know? Let me ask this question and maybe we could all, uh, if we have an answer, you know, toss it in here, but has, joining a CrossFit gym specifically here at CrossFit Nashua or, or being in an environment with a community like this, has that kind of altered your, your feelings around body image or maybe how your body image has changed to yourself or to others? Uh, just maybe shed some insight on if that's been a huge factor in, you know, in that perspective. Yeah, no, I think it has been a, it's been a huge factor. It's, it's changed a lot and it's gotten a lot better. You know, my, my perception of, you know, body image has changed and, and gotten so much more positive since I started, you know, I took, I took before pictures before I, you know, when I first started at CrossFit and I look back at those, um, you know, I don't know often, but I look back at them, you know, several times a year 
just as a reminder of, you know, Hey, when I'm feeling those feelings of imperfection or, and I wish I, I wish I had been making more progress or I'm not where I want to be. Like, it's a great reminder to say like, this is the person I was when I started. And, you know, the level of, you know, joy or happiness or acceptance that I have today for who I am and what I look like, it's such, it's such a better place than where it used to be. And it's, it's, you know, equal parts, you know, the hard work that I put in when I go to the gym, equal parts of, you know, the coaching and the encouragement and the nutrition training and all that stuff, it all builds to it. But, you know, as, as we were talking before, like, what's the finish line? Like, when am I finally going to look at that and say, I'm finally happy I've arrived with what I look like? It's just a, I don't, I don't think that that's, that may ever happen for me. Maybe it happens for some people. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that it's going to happen for me. Maybe when I look like Eric, I'll feel like uh, I've reached the finish line. <laughs> I'd like to, if we can, I'd like to you? bring it back a little bit before, right before we started recording, Brendan said that he said that his body image issues starts around maybe high school. I think you said, could we bring it back for the listeners a little bit maybe give us some background on uh, maybe your upbringing and what life was like as a kid and when those images, those body images uh, issues started arising for you? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I, I share my story a little bit, you know, as a kid grew up really, really poor, we never had enough to eat, went to bed hungry a ton. And, uh, when I left high school at 17 and went to college and went, we had a, had a meal plan cause I lived on campus, I had a meal plan. You could eat whatever you wanted. I went my freshman year, I went from about 115 pounds to 195 pounds in about six months because I had never been exposed to really all the different foods that you could eat. And none of it was good. It was all pizza and burgers and like ice cream and chocolate milk and all this stuff. And so immediately I, for the first time in my life, I thought, man, I don't, I don't, I don't like the way that I look, but it was a long, it was a long 20 years of not knowing how to change that. Like never really being exposed to, you know, healthy foods. I went from not having any food, to suddenly having tons of bad food. And that's how I, that's how I kind of my eating habits developed and evolved over, you know, the first 40 years of my life. Um, it wasn't until like I, I found Cross, CrossFit Nashua that I was starting to understand that there's, you know, I, this is how I can start to look better. This is how I can improve the way that my body looks and, and the performance stuff as Eric was talking about too. Like it wasn't just about changing how I look, but it was changing how I moved the activities that I could do, the things I could do with my boys, things like that. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of my story. That's how I got to where I was, you know, five, six years ago. When you went to college and you had all that food in front of you, was it something you were conscious of at the time? Or do you think it was maybe just over the course of a few years, you put on the weight and then all of a sudden you realized, oh, this got a little bit out of hand. Yeah, no, I definitely wasn't conscious of it at the time. I just enjoyed this, this new life of, I, I felt full all the time. I enjoyed what food tasted like, like, man, there was so many different options. I'd never knew all these things existed. <laughs> and it wasn't until, you know, you have, we had one kid or, you know, a picture from work or then, you know, and then fast forward another kid. And then you're at a, you know, these pictures, I start seeing the story unfold of these pictures and I just see how much I changed from, you know, when I graduated high school to when I, you know, got engaged and got married and had kids. And this, this picture of me just changed in ways that I just, I didn't like the way that I looked. And that was really having a huge impact on, on how I viewed myself. Did after that weight gain, did you stop doing maybe some things you enjoyed doing when you were a little younger and a little leaner? Did you start maybe, I don't know, like not, not going swimming because you didn't feel comfortable or, or stopping activities you enjoyed? What, what was going through your mind at that point? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like anything where I'd have to take my shirt off, 
um, I avoided. So, you know, never went to the beach. Um, didn't like to go swimming. Um, I used to like to play basketball in high school. Haven't played basketball since because I couldn't keep up with people running up and down the court. Um, a lot of that developed into feelings of embarrassment, shame, all that stuff as it relates to how I looked and, and just what my, what my body looked like in general. When do you feel like you started becoming conscious of these feelings? Um, I would say it was, it was, it was probably just a few months before I found my way into CrossFit Nashville. It was, it kind of hit that moment where I was like, I, something's got to change, right? The story I think I've told you, Eric, is, you know, one of my kids wanted a piggyback ride up the stairs. I think, uh, he was like five at the time, threw him on my shoulders, ran up the stairs. And I thought I was going to die when I hit the top of the stairs. And I was like, I'm too young to, you know, to feel this way. I'm too young to not be able to do the things with my family that I want to do. And, and so, um, just decided I had to make a change. And, and even after making that change and going to the gym for a long time, I still don't have kind of the nutrition stuff down to the point where I feel like I can effectively work on what I look like. It's a slow, slow, steady process. I was actually in a similar weight class in college. I was, or I was one, once one seventeen um, when I graduated high school where I was, I'm curious if you went from like one extreme to the other, where you felt like you were underweight and you were like, cause I think guys specifically, like if you're underweight, there's this image that I, I definitely struggled with of like being this tiny skinny dude that, you know, no girls are going to look at, especially at that age, you know? And so I'm curious, did you go from like one extreme to the other? Like, were you, were you happy or did you think about body image when you were 115 or? Yeah, no, I never did. Um, I never thought of myself as skinny. I never thought of myself as, you know, wanting to weigh more. Um, it wasn't even anything that entered my mind when I was in high school and even in early part of college. So no, I never felt like I was underweight or I wanted to get bigger. Um, it was just a natural side effect of uh, almost an overnight change in how I approach food. I had enough things kind of working against me when it came to uh, dating girls. <laughs> body my body type wasn't the biggest factor <laughs> i like uh basically like one one thing that that boiled down to, to with me when you were telling your story here and i think it's really important to acknowledge the truth of of what you see and feel and i think in a lot of ways that's the hardest part for people to do and that keeps them from taking that first step on maybe you know coming into a crossfit gym or reaching out for help or even just like it's even hard for me to verbalize because I feel like it's kind of touchy to say in the right way, but to, you know, look in the mirror and just be honest and say, Hey, I, I don't look good. I don't feel good. I'm overweight. I'm, I'm hurting when I get up the stairs, just being honest with yourself, allowing yourself to take a step in the opposite direction. And I think that that right there is a really powerful part of your story. Like when you find her like, Hey, like, this is, this is legit. This is a problem. And now, now I got to take a step, step somewhere to fix it. You know? Yeah. You know, those moments are hard, I think for a lot of us, because that's where we finally have to admit that we feel like we made some mistakes, right? It's, it's, uh, it's hard sometimes to, to be accountable, you know, to, to be accountable to yourself and say, you know, look yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, I wish I had done things differently and I can't change yesterday, but I'm going to try hard to change tomorrow. Was, was there ever a point before you made the decision to make a change where maybe the thought crossed your mind that this is who I am and I'm just going to lean into it and go the opposite direction? Uh, was it was there a, 
a conversation in your head, like I have a choice to make now, either I can get healthier or I can just lean into this and, and, and keep living this way and, and get worse along the road. Yeah. You know, there, there were times before I came to CrossFit Nashville where I had tried to get, you know, tried to do it on my own. I had done some trainings for five K's. I actually had run a few five K's years and years ago before I did that, but I wasn't still wasn't really healthy. Um, I think your question's a good one. Cause I'd be lying if I didn't say that there are still times today where I feel that way. You know, there, there, there are periods I go through. We all kind of have those ebbs and flows where I was like, you know, Hey, I'm not getting to where I really want to be. Is all this worth it? Should I just kind of throw in the towel and, and, um, you know, eat what I want, feel happy, um, just learn to accept who I am and, and, um, you know, stop, stop working towards these different ideas or these different, uh, these different images that I want to create for myself. Um, they're not attainable. They're not, I'm never going to get there, right? These are the things that enter into your head. So why am I punishing myself? So yeah, it's a constant battle. It's a constant struggle. And a lot of it comes from, um, I'll be honest, like if I get on a scale and the number isn't something that I like, or I, you know, I get out of the shower and I, I see myself and I'd be like, man, why do I go to the gym four or five days a week? If this is still what I look like every day, it's powerful. And it's, it's, you know, I think it's a lie that, that we tell ourselves. Yeah. And I, I think it's an important piece to note too, is that when we start on this, this health journey or weight loss journey, we expect there to be this linear progression of weight loss. It's say like I, I weigh this amount now, and a week from now I should weigh this much less, and it's just going to keep going down and down and down. Where in reality, if we were to plot out all the points over a year, five years, ten years of your journey, there's going to be these ups and downs. And instead of this straight downhill graph, it's going to look more like a roller coaster where we're going to gain two pounds and lose three and gain another, and we're going to go up and down. Uh, so I think it's important to note that it, it is that journey. I know it's a cliche word to use a lot, but it is that marathon, not a sprint. Uh, I'm curious to know when those thoughts creep into your mind of, I should just throw in the towel. What, what keeps you coming back for more? Uh, honestly, what, what keeps me coming back is, is Rose, my wife. Like I can't imagine, you know, um, quitting on her. Like, I feel like sometimes it'd be easier to quit on myself than it would be to quit on her. But, uh, I think if she decided to throw in the towel and stop coming, that would probably be like step one of me throwing in the towel and not being there anymore. Right. Like, uh, I'm there with her. I do it for her. I do it for me, but, um, you know, we're in this together and we've made this commitment to one another to do this together. So, you know, one thing that Eric, you mentioned, and I've thought about this a little bit more since we were on the heels of the nutrition challenge that we did. And I've heard this said a few times. Um, but I, I think it's important to remember too, right. Um, body image, just isn't about like losing weight. You know, like you see, like you said, there's a lot of people that, that want to gain weight. They want to look, they want to look differently and it involves gaining weight or gaining muscle or getting bigger. And, um, I think sometimes it can feel a little tongue in cheek to hear those things, right? Oh, you know, I wish I had that problem. I wish, I wish I was trying to gain weight, but I think it's important to remember, like, that's just as big a a challenge for people as, you know, those of us that are trying to lose weight or reshape our bodies and, and, and become smaller or tighter or whatever people that want to gain weight or get bigger or get healthier in that way. Um, they shouldn't be overlooked. And uh, I think they deserve as much consideration and, and compassion as the rest of us do. What comes to mind when you say that, like just, a, I guess, another cliche to, to piggyback on Zach's is that everybody has their own cross to bear, right? And, and it's just as heavy for everybody, regardless whether, you know, gain weight, lose weight, too big, too small, too tall, too short. It's, it, I think it feels the same, the same degree of heavy to whoever's carrying it. And, and I think everybody is in a way carrying something related to how they feel in their own skin. And 
to, to kind of reel it back to something you talked about, like how you have these, you, you use the word images, but I'm going to use the word like ideals. Like I have this ideal that I'm aiming for. I want to look this way someday in my life. I want to arrive at this ideal. And I think you need that target to aim at, but you also can't be, you can't be, you know, a prisoner of that ideal. And that's something like I have, you know, just to kind of open up on, on my side in terms of body image, I was a college football player and I was in a position that should have been played by somebody 40 pounds heavier than me. So I did have that opposite problem and it, it wasn't debilitating, but it was a constant struggle to be, you know, overlooked, undersized, gorging myself to the point where I wasn't healthy and the same thing on a meal plan and could eat whatever, whenever, however. I remember feeling that like pressure of, I need to meet this ideal. I need to get there. I need to get there. I need to hit this this weight on the scale in order to feel like I belong in this position. And I think at the end of the day, it kind of boils down to like, you mentioned this too, Eric, is balancing that you do need the target, but you also need to be okay with where you're at today and what you're doing today and kind of focusing more on the process of getting there. Because at the end of the day, I don't know if we'll ever get to that spot that we're aiming at, but we still need it. It's this weird paradigm. Yeah, I think it's healthy to have those those short-term and even slightly longer-term goals where maybe your short-term three-month goal is losing five pounds and your longer-term is gaining X amount of muscle and and hitting a certain lift. And that, those are great things that are going to keep you motivated and keep you coming in every day. But wrapping our personalities or our ideas or who we are as a person around that is going to do nothing but set you up for for disappointment in the long term. If you if you feel like 20 pounds is your goal weight and to lose and, and once I lose 20 pounds, I'm gonna be a different person. Well you you definitely will be a, a healthier person if you have 20 year pounds to lose. The fact that all the stars are gonna align you think all the stars are going to align and all of a sudden everything in life is going to be so much better when I'm 20 20 pounds lighter. You get to that 20 pound weight loss and you wake up and you're you're the same person you were the day before, 10 days before, six months before, you're a little lighter now. But if we if we wrap up our personality in this weight loss, I, I think all we do is set ourselves up for disappointment. And it comes to that, like Brendan was saying earlier, he said, kind of jokingly, if I look like Eric, maybe I'd be happy. And, and maybe he would feel a little better about himself. But I'm sure Eric looks at people and says, hey, if I look like him, I'd be happier too. So it's this never ending cycle. Everyone out there that the, the biggest guys in the world on, on the bodybuilding stage are looking at the guy next to them being like, oh man, his pecs are better than mine. So it's like, it's this never ending cycle of always wanting to get better. And that's fine. That's that growth mindset. We always try to instill in everybody. We should always be looking to get better uh, as a person overall, but that means so much more than just what our body looks like. That's emotionally, spiritually, uh, the relationships in our lives. How, how can we improve as a better overall person? And while bigger biceps are cool, it might not make you a better person overall. So uh, attaching our our personalities or, or our whole life to this specific look, I don't think is is healthy or, and I don't think it's going to bring you that happiness that you're searching for. I was going to say, I think that you'll find that once you get to like these top bodybuilders, fitness models, runway models, you'll find that when you get to those points of people that are kind of that considered ideal, the more insecure they are at that point, because their identity is wrapped up in what they look like and what they are. So that that's something that's, you know, something worth thinking about is that when you know, the, the people who you might consider 
that ideal end goal, um, they're usually the ones with, uh, with the biggest amount of insecurities or whatever, because, you know, their identity is wrapped up in what they look like. And the fact is that most people are going to be old and wrinkly someday, or we'll be lucky if, if we get old and wrinkly someday and you can't always be this like Adonis, you know, so you're going to have to come to terms with it at some point. Yeah. And I'm not trying to disparage like throwing your weight loss goals out the window or anything like that. And, and honestly hitting those goals of 20, 30, 40, whatever the weight loss is, it may, it may help you learn determination or how to set a goal and how to learn new habits. And you may come out of that a better person in the end, uh, in, in many, many ways, but like Eric said, tying our identity to a certain dress size or pant size or weight on the bar is only going to set you up for failure in the long run. Yeah, I think that was the point I was going to bring up. Like what you're saying is uh, if you can get if you can fall in love with the process and take, you know, lessons and um, and, you know, disciplines that come along with your journey, that's really the the, I think that's really the ultimate goal is, you know, like, like for me personally, with being consistent with my workouts, I learned discipline, which carried over to my work ethic, you know, which builds, you know, success across any, any endeavor. And so those kind of things, I'm, I'm really happy that I pursued gaining muscle and getting involved in fitness because I, I learned a lot of other things on the way. Like you were saying, Zach, what's that old saying? The obstacle is the way. Oh, yeah. The little Marcus Aurelius. Action. Yeah, I was going to say, is that your boy, Marcus? Yeah, of course. <laughs> One thing that, that came to my mind when, when Zach, you were talking about, we kind of all touched on this, but talking about how you need to be aiming at something, but you can't, you can't make your, what would you I forget exactly what the verbiage you used, but you can't be mean to yourself in order to get there. Or you can't like, uh, beat yourself up because you're not there. And it made me think like balancing or tampering your ambitions with compassion and not, not prioritizing one or the other, but you kind of, especially like athletes. Um, I know myself, like this is something I've had to figure out is that balance. And you kind of need both. You need to be ambitious. You need to aim for something higher than what you're currently at or doing, but you need to be compassionate enough to be like, all right, well, it's going to, going to take time and if i don't hit the mark today or tomorrow then i don't i don't love myself any less i think too along those lines right not just compassion but also recognizing some of your own limitations you know i'm 45 my approach and my success is 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 definitely impacted a little bit by my age and things that i've done and choices i've made in my life somebody who's 22 or 25 or has been athletic their whole life you know changing their body image might be easier it might it might not have the same um, you know limitations or baggage that somebody else may be carrying a- age alone is not doesn't stop us but it certainly means that there's certain things we may not be able to do or that things may take longer to to get there so not just compassion but you know recognize some of your own you know, recognize that you may need to be patient and, and and set some limitations on yourself as well. Recognize how far you've come too. It's so easy to look at the negatives and say like, I'm not there yet. And again, what is there? But we can look in the mirror and say, ah, I still have this wrong with me. I don't like this about it, but how far we've come. Like you say, you look back at some of those old pictures and you, you've come so far and, and we need to realize how far we have come in this journey and and be compassionate with ourselves and, and realize that we're still, it's still part of the process. And it's still part of that journey. And we're, we're going to get closer and closer to 
whatever that ideal image is eventually. But the quicker we start to accept and love ourselves is is hippy dippy as it sounds, the, the closer we get to that that end goal of that journey, I think. Yeah. And this is just kind of a side note, but ever since you started, Brendan, I, I remember your day one elements. Um, and I actually, I'd say I tell the story of it about 90, 99% of the time with new people coming in. So you, you are like a, uh, a, a, uh, inspiration for a, a lot of people coming in here, even if it's just a story, they don't even know who you are, but I get, you know, we do this fit test, this first workout for people on day one. And I get, I usually give you an, as an example, like, you know, there was this guy that came in, uh, he couldn't finish the workout. He like turned green was laying down. Like, I don't, I don't know if you actually threw up, but you were pretty close. And, uh, and, and then a year later or however long it was later, you know, you came in and did it in like six or seven minutes or something like that. Um, and so, you know, that, I think that's, that's something to recognize. And, and I just wanted to mention that because, uh, cause it doesn't matter, you know, how accomplished you are as an athlete, you can still be a, uh, an inspiration and a cool story for people. Yeah. I, I guess thanks for sharing that story, Eric. Um, it, do, it does mean a lot to, you know, to, to know that the work that we do and the things that we may do, even if we're not happy with them ourselves, that they can be used to inspire other people. And, and uh, no, I didn't actually throw up after that workout. It was probably the closest I've ever come though. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps up uh, this episode here on body image. And um, as I mentioned in the beginning, we are looking to make this a little bit of a series. So you'll hear from some other perspectives of members. And we just wanted to say thank you one more time to Brendan for coming on, sharing your time with us, sharing your story. And I think that's that's providing some some new insights to members here who, who maybe know you or don't know you. And even beyond that, listeners who might not be members at Primal Athletics, just to take, you know, take that time to really think about what is body image to you? Do you have a healthy relationship with it? And maybe, maybe try to tamper that ambition with compassion and also recognizing those limitations if you have them and keep, keep moving on the journey. Cause it's about, it's about the daily process, not necessarily arriving at any one destination. Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate you giving me the chance to share a little bit today. Thanks Brennan.